everyone, you're listening to the Kurt Landry Podcast, where we're going to help you discover your kingdom destiny. My name is Daryl, and sitting right beside me is Rabbi Kurt Landry. And in this episode, we're going to discuss how to manifest blessings in your life. But before we jump into this topic and more, Rabbi, did you do anything interesting over the weekend, or did you just kind of enjoy yourself? Um, yeah, this weekend... Um Probably the most interesting thing we did was really have a time to be able to, Christy and I, to be able to review. I know it's taken a while, but to review our trip to Israel and kind of download and talk about what were the takeaways spiritually for she and I. Not looking at the humanitarian aid side, not looking at the trauma of the terror, not looking at the needs and, and you know, like our staff there, but just she and I, you know, as a couple and as a family um what what did we learn what what should we learn what do we need to change and adjust because anytime you have a a defining moment in your life you need to take time to kind of mine out the nuggets and and you need to do it before the so to say before the information gets old so anyway that's what we did we just uh mined out the nuggets of what the lord's trying to to do with us yeah yeah um <coughs> I guess on another note, um, you know, I mean, 2024 has really uh, started pretty much on fire with getting like a lot of different requests to do some speaking engagements. And, uh, you know, I mean, very typical to have a good random rotation of requests. When I got here like two years ago, it it, it was pretty out of control. (laughs) Like you just had so many and they were so random. And so I, I think we've done a good job at trying to not condense, but get it more organized into a workflow for you. But um, is 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 it still fun doing all these requests and you know all these speaking engagements? Um, yeah. Listen, uh, I what I do is I really pray. I for seriously, I really pray over every one. And, and sometimes I know there might be people listening saying, "Well, we asked them to come, and he didn't speak." I I don't. Um, Boy, you're asking a real loaded question here. I, I don't. Is it fun? Is it fun? Fun. It's always fun when it's really <laughs> the Lord have sending yeah. you out, even in difficult speaking places. Okay, I mean the Lord may like send you into like some of the places we went into in Nicaragua, um, dangerous, difficult, uh, difficult accommodations. You can't drink the water, the food, all the stuff. But they, yeah, they. I don't know if fun's the right word, but they're very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, but with us, what we do is if we if we feel led that what we're carrying the people need, it's fun. You can't just take the speaking engagement because you're trying to fill a calendar. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it completely out of left field. You had no idea I was going to ask that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's what's cool about uh, a platform and like a show like this is that it, it's very – Sometimes out of left field, and that's when you get the best responses, the most organic responses. I, I feel like that the Holy Spirit works through you a little bit different when you get these random questions from me or, or uh, you know, questions from the listeners. And uh, anyways, I guess I guess it's a good segue to say, hey, if you've got questions and, you know, you've got topics and you want to do some different stuff and you want to figure out how to get in touch with us, just send your email 
to podcast at kurtlandry.com. Make sure to fill out what you're trying to do, what your topic is, and just say it's for the Kurt Landry podcast in the title subject line. It's going to help us out a lot. Also, if you've been enjoying these episodes, this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, just wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really, really helps the show. And I, th- I think it shows other people that are looking for a good podcast um, in this nature that there's credibility on the podcast because other people are reviewing it. And we would just kindly ask you to jump in there. All right, so in this episode, Rabbi, we're really discussing um, the topic of manifesting blessings, or I guess the question, how to manifest blessings. So I guess when you get that question or over your your lifespan of um, preaching and just spreading the word, how do you really respond to that when someone's saying, hey, like I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, I'm trying to activate that, where do you start? Um. I, I'll just, let's try to really take baby steps into this. Okay. Okay. Blessings flow. Okay. They flow. So let's, let's imagine a river. Okay. Rivers flow and they, they go to the lowest spot. They follow that low spot, which is symbolic of humility and, and they flow. Um, a lot of the ways the Lord refers to us as trees and when we're in right alignment with the flow, he says, you shall be a tree planted by the river of living water, meaning that your destiny for blessings comes from your root system, not from your branches. So it's what's underneath you, not what's above that everybody sees. So it's character, it's integrity, it's values that the roots underneath is what's really important. And so there's really two types of blessings. And we can, if you want, I can kind of unpack those because they're uh, to understand how, how blessings flow in that river, then it will help people to um, I'm one of the ones that I have spent the majority of my life trying to flow with God and his blessings and not have to go chase it. I'm not a chaser. And um, so I, I think that I think people need to understand how blessings work and how do you attract them or receive them into your life to where there's actually deliverables at in your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing to before we jump really into that and you break it down and let the listeners know how they can kind of work through this is that if you're working on goals in 2024, you definitely need this free resource, Goals to Grow By 2024 edition. Uh, it's it's Rabbi Kurt's game plan to, if you want to accomplish goals and do some big things in your life and make some changes, well, you're going to need this guide. It's completely free, uh, paid for by you, you know, people listening and, and, and people donating. And so you want to get that free download. We'll put the link in the description, but it's kurtlandry.com forward slash goals 2024. You want to make sure you get that. So Rabbi, break down the different variations of blessings for us. Okay. So let's, let's go with the first one. The first one is blessing of obedience, where if you do this, I call it for me, it's, I call it cause and effect. Okay. So if you do this, then God does that. 
And um, so, and, and you, people say, well, is that biblical or theologically correct? And it is. If you go to Deuteronomy 28, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey my voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully his commandments, which I have commanded you today, that the Lord God will set you high above all the nations." And then it goes through 16 verses of, I'll bless you in the city, I'll bless you in the country, I'll bless, bless, bless. But then if you go into Deuteronomy 28, you get to uh, the verse, actually it was 14 verses, you get to the 15th verse and it talks about cursing of disobedience. Mm -hmm. So there's there's quite, that's a, that's a blessing of, if you do this, then I'll do that. So that's a blessing of obedience. But the, but the second type of blessing, and, and I don't think people realize, is what I call is a commanded blessing. So what you commanded blessing would be like Psalm 133, where the scripture says, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Then it goes on, it talks about the unity of down the head and the beard and the garment of Aaron. But it ends with, and I will command, a commanded blessing, meaning if if you stay in unity, I command a blessing. And one of the ones that we have done for at House of David for 22 years, just I'll read this to you, Psalm 122. And it's one of the reasons that every time we come together on Shabbat at House of David, uh, we've prayed this. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within their walls, prosperity within their palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord God, I will seek your good. So the Lord, it's not a request. He's commanding you to speak and pray peace over Jerusalem. And then you get prosperity comes to you. So that's a commanded blessing, a commanded prayer and a commanded blessing. So, uh, you know, this is kind of new in Western culture. Passover, if you go to Exodus 15, there's actually nine commanded blessings for putting your feet under the Lord's table. Nine blessings. And uh, so that's one of the reasons we do that every year. So there's blessings of obedience and there's blessings of commanded blessings. And you can go into Malachi 3. If you bring tithes and offerings, there's commanded blessings of open heaven, health, rebuke the devour, and favor with the nations. So, so blessings aren't, aren't luck. Blessings aren't even favor. Blessings are something that flows when you do things God's way. I guess what if someone is dealing with a sin, right? I mean, it can be whatever. Um, you, you know, I, I think the one that's probably used the most for men would be like pornography or something, right? And, uh, or, or it could be, um, you know, gluttony, or which is a big problem in this country where people just overeat, right? And like that can become a thing too, but let's say somebody's been working really hard, right? They've even downloaded Goals to Grow this year, and they're trying to work through this stuff. And they're trying to figure it out, but like, Dan Gummit, you know, they just keep sinning, you know? Like what it says in Scripture, we love to sin, and, and, and we do. And so where is the 
so like the different type of blessings you just walk through. Let's put it into a listener's perspective and, and be super relational and practical is that if someone's dealing with a sin that's just reoccurring, man, and like they're just struggling with this and they do good for a month or two and then they come back to it, right? And they just beat themselves up about it. But it's that, it's that thought because, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've gone through sins to where like I could see the blessings in the season where like... You know, I didn't do that one sin and I felt like I defeated it, right? And and then as soon as you mess up, the thought comes to you and super overwhelming that is, man, you know, I just lost all that favor. I just lost the blessing, you know, like, am I going to be able, like, I just wish I could go back 15 seconds ago and not do that. What would your advice be for someone that's in that sin to, to blessing area to where like it's really hard to like forgive themselves or figure out how to pivot over that moment. Um, you know, Paul says it in Romans, he talks about there's nothing good in man. So what happens is you have to get to a place where you get into, now this is how I manage it in my own life. And I've been blessed because I wasn't raised religious and I'm not legalistic. And um, so I'm just going to share uh, the whole purpose yeah. of this podcast is personal. And then I'm going to tell a funny story. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first of all, you need to have a repentive lifestyle. You're not going to, you can overcome sins, sexual sins, whatever it may be, uh, and even if you're overcoming them, when you fail, you need to be able to be quick to repent and not just apologize to God, but with godly sorrow and then ask the Lord to strengthen you. So the next time that the temptation comes, that he'll empower you to do it. But understand that once you start, and I'm, I'm going to use the sexual sin because I got a really great story for it. Uh, once you come to the terms with it, you need to know once you overcome it at one level, He's going to come back and hit you at another level and he's going to hit you at a higher level because he's going to try to get you back into that bondage. Mm. Okay. But you also need to understand. So I'm going to give I'm going to uh, share with you. I, when I was in business in the fruit business, one of my, uh, my business partners now, now listen, we really strive to be holy. We, we prayed, five days a week, every morning for an hour and a half before we went on the phones to sell fruit, okay? Um, we sowed 35% of the income of our fruit business to Israel. So this isn't like a normal business. I mean, we're godly men. Uh, we're all married. We have children. And, um, you know, we're in our late 30s and 40s. Um, and we're making a lot of money. And so when... When you're in that atmosphere in your late 30s, uh, the thing about having finance is it gives you the freedom to do things that people that don't have finance, they don't have to battle the temptations of what they're doing with us. We have enough resources. We can go and do whatever we want. And so at a young age. And so what happens is you have to learn how to manage your, your character and your values along with the finances because the finances – you know, it, it can be an answer, but it can also bring you down if you don't know how to do it. So I'm going to give you a funny story about this. So we go to a, we go, we used to go to uh, uh, 
marketing produce shows. And so at, so we were at this one, and it was Fleming Foods, so big food distributor. So there's everything there from produce to fish to meat to everything. And, and one, of the, one of the greatest things is we had our fruit booth, and it was next to one of my favorite cooking show hosts, and it's Justin Williams. William. So I don't, a lot of people may not know who that is, but he was the Cajun chef from New Orleans. And he was the one that used to say, ah, gone tea, you know, that guy, you know, and, and, and he was a comedian. He was a comedian and he's really good. But the thing is, is that he drinks through the whole show, the whole show he's drinking. And, and you can tell us why he, I'm just on Wilson. I'm, you know, and he, and, and so anyway, so he had the Justin Wilson booth set up next to us. And right. And of course he's drinking in the, in the booth, you know, he's, you know, happy and, and all this stuff. And I got to talk to him and, and spend, you know, there three days. So anyway, one morning we're there and my business partners are there. There's three of us and two other guys that are in, in the grocery business like us. Now you have to understand the grocery business is pretty corrupt. Okay. Um, that's yeah. all I want to say about that. It's okay. a, it's right. a, it's a, it's a worldly, corrupt, a lot of stuff goes on, okay? So to have the Christian guys, we're like the, we're we're ostracized by all the other guys who are at the convention that are partying and running around and getting uh, friendly with people that they have to pay for. So I'll just say it that way. Okay. So so that's kind of, that's the atmosphere, <laughs> right? And then you got the Jesus freaks, it's us. So the five Jesus freaks are in our booth and we're sitting there and- one of my business partners dealing with this issue. And, and he says, you know what? He says, I really have had victory all this time. I'm feeling great. I'm overcoming uh, uh, the spiritual lusts and the women and I'm good. And, and I haven't had a temptation and I'm, and the Lord's really, and he's really kind of just telling us and encouraging like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing great with this thing like this. So meanwhile, I'm, I'm in the, my back to the booth. He's, he's got his back to the traffic area. Right. And he's talking about it. And I look, and off in the distance, here comes the Budweiser girl. Okay. <laughs> now, the Lord has a sense of humor. Okay. This is a true story, too. So here comes the Budweiser girl, and basically, she's wearing a spandex beer can that is shaped to her body. Yeah. Okay? Is, is this like the 80s, 90s? What, what, what's the reference? Uh, this would be the 90s. The 90s. Okay. This is the 90s. Okay. So... And, um, and she has a lot of artificial intelligence <laughs> into her body. Okay. So we'll call it that way. Okay. So, 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 so her figure that she's wearing, she's had a lot of hamburger helper. Okay. This isn't like a normal, no one has a normal body like this. Okay. Okay. And, okay. So yeah. she's in the spandex. I'm not trying to drag you guys all down and go, man, look, he's on the podcast. He's making me sin. No, I'm not. I'm making my point, but she's, I see her off in the distance and here she's coming. And of course there's Justin Wilson in the next booth. And of course, he's like, you know, he's, you know, sees her coming. He wants to visit. And so here she's coming up from behind us. And here's my partner talking about how he's just had this great victory and, and stuff. And I'm telling him, I said, listen, it's great to rejoice in this, but it's not your perfection. It's your ability to, and I'm the youngest Christian there. I'm saying it's your ability to repent because what happens is 
you know, once you think you've overcome something, a temptation will come. And it's like Paul said, I do the things I don't want to do. I said, so you can't take your identity and go down into the ditch because you sin. You just have to repent and, and sincerely uh, repent to the Lord because temptations will come. So I'm telling them this. This is the convert. You can't make this stuff up. I'm telling them this. And meanwhile, <laughs> around the corner, going to Justin Wilson, who's very loud, Justin says, oh, my dear, or whatever like that. That. And here's my my business partner. He turns around after I just gave this thing, and there's the Budweiser girl standing there. And he goes, and he was a funny guy, a great sense of humor. He turned around and he went with this face and he said, Well, my victory's over. <laughs> my, my victory's over. I fell back to sin again. And 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 that's that's kind of what I'm sharing. That's real life. That's, I mean, that's, that's how things go. Yeah. I, so, so you see what I'm saying? The point is you, you, you have to resist the sin, draw nigh unto God. But when you fall, don't condemn yourself. There's no condemnation, but you do have to repent and you need people you can talk to about it. The word says, confess your faults one to another. And, and so you need to be careful who you repent to, because they don't use it against you. But my point is, is yes, you sin and you're going to sin your identity of who you are in Christ is who you are being covered in the blood of Jesus with the full armor of God. I, I don't know if that helps. Yeah, or not. No, I, I, great story. Um, it, it, it brings this thought to mind of how, um, how intense and, um, you know, just like the question and your know, different stuff that we started off this episode that, that kind of took you out of left field, right? It, it's so intense and so random. Um, of how the enemy attacks and and tries to block blessings, you know. I, I mean, he, he's sitting there in the story, right? So you're telling it. I'm trying to like play a movie in my head and try to you know draw what what's happening. Um, you know, that's just the type of learner I am. And um, he's sitting there just doing his thing, and yeah, he's bragging, but like he's feeling good about himself. And then the enemy just just like that out of nowhere, exactly gets them and it's such a humbling experience um and you know paul in that scripture that you're reading i mean that's i mean like that's the scripture for for for, for men you know I, I feel like that they go to because of that you know i mean just walking around nowadays and um you know 2024 uh, it's 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 harder and harder to be a godly man to like get away from that that lust you know because it's just it's everywhere and so is it just not wild though? I mean, other than that topic, it, it, any other sin that when you're at the edge of feeling, hey, I'm on this, not that you put yourself on that pedestal, but you're feeling good, you know, like you are kind of giving yourself a pat on the back and he just, he just comes in and gets you. <laughs> okay. Is it? Well, listen, you know yeah. this. I did a spiritual warfare prayer, urgent prayer against Leviathan and against Python the other night where we had the sound issue thing. My mic was, who knows what that is. But anyway, and what I explained is the when the enemy attacks, there's two times the enemy attacks, okay? He attacks you right after you have a victory. I mean, you have a, you have a breakthrough and a victory and that Python spirit's gonna come like a constrictor and try to steal the joy. I mean, Think about it. How many times have you had this where um, uh, 
um, you've had something that was great that happens to you. I mean, it's the greatest thing. And you go to one of your family members and you say, oh man, this is the greatest thing. I mean, you're on top of the world. You had this victory, you're telling the story and then they respond negatively against what you've said. And it's like all of a sudden, all the gas goes out of the tank. You're on the side of the road going, man, why did I share that with them? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, everyone's had that experience. <coughs> well, in the spirit, the same thing happens. What happens is what I said the other night was when you have victory, you're vulnerable. But see, the thing is when the, the scripture says that when the thief comes to, to steal, if you knew he was going to steal. So what you have to do is prepare your mind after you have a victory to stay humble and know I'm going to shut down the attack for the attack comes. <clears throat> Another time it comes is when you're being promoted. So the biggest attack, I can tell you this in, uh, in this season, 2024, 2024, those who are willing to fill out their goals to grow, add their dream goals to it, feed their spirit, man, and um, I used to tell people this back during that time when, like when we were in, in business, I used to say, listen, all of us go into a room with two birds. You got a crow on one shoulder and a dove on the other, you know, feed the dove, starve the crow. And, and so what happens is when promotion comes, anytime there's a promotion and that's where we are right now, you're at the beginning of this year and God is wanting to promote people who will be obedient to do what he asked them to do. That's why I have the goals to grow. Those people are being attacked. And one of the things that happens in the attack is old past iniquitous structures. So whatever, whatever it is that you got uh, delivered from or got set free from, all of a sudden, wham, crazy thoughts and these things start to come back. And it could be you know, being critical, judgmental, it can be uh, poverty, oh, I, you know, uh, it can be sexual, it can be all over the place. It doesn't make any difference. But anytime there's a promotion, the enemy always tries to dig up trash on you and bring it into your head to try to make you feel unworthy for the promotion. What's the first level practical step that um, someone can do after a sin or a series of sins trying to correct that, what's that base level thing that they can do to create, manifest, blessings from the sin? Uh, godly sorrow with repentance. And I I got my Bible here. I'm going to try to find it. But anyway, what David used to pray, you know, and David had the same challenges we just talked about. And, it's, and he said, Lord, I, I don't have to go find it because I, I pray it every day. Father God, in Yeshua's name, search me and know me, for I desire truth in my inward parts. Lord, wherever this root of this sin is coming from, I repent. And I ask, Lord, that in Jesus' name, I choose to uproot. I uproot this iniquitous structure. And it says right here, you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your continence. So, Lord, that's uh, Psalm 90, verse 8. So, Lord, I'm bringing my sin and my weakness into the light. I repent of it. And, Lord, I ask you by your strength to set me free from the snare of the fowler in Jesus' name. So that's, that's what I do, and that's what works. And we'll be right back. It's a new year and a new you. 
Have you ever wondered how to stay consistent with growing spiritually, but also winning and achieving your goals you have for yourself this year? Get your free download of My Goals to Grow by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. That's kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. I'll help answer questions like, where do I start? How do I walk in the spirit? Or how do I do spiritual warfare? Or how do I believe that I'm more than a conqueror? Understanding that Matthew 6.33 positions us for success in this year ahead. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. The fruit of the Spirit is evident in his covenant. Know this, that if you can establish his covenant in your heart and in your mind, you will be successful this coming year. So get your free download for Goals to Grow 2024 by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024 or visit the show notes in this episode. There are some projects that really touch your heart. And this is interesting because uh, our son-in-law, Paul Marcelino, his dad, Yokanan Marcelino, helped to produce this book. And the whole purpose of this book, Jerusalem Rising, is to be able to bring visual evidence that Jerusalem and Israel actually belongs to the children of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that this is the land of Isaac. And uh, and the miracle power, you know, they say that a picture's worth a thousand words, and uh, this book captures that. So listen, I'm really blessed for a limited time, and why supplies last you can get a 30% discount by entering the promo code of RISING. And so what you need to do is go to kurtlandry.com forward slash rising, and you can be able to claim your discounted copy of Jerusalem Rising. So that's kurtlandry.com forward slash rising. Get a 30% discount now while supplies last. Hey, one more thing. After this episode, I would love for you to go and download and listen to another podcast on the One New Man Network, and that's called Generations at the Table with Megan Marcelino. This show is perfect for discovering how to grow your family in faith by knowing your Jewish roots. Megan breaks down all of her knowledge on how to unlock your family's kingdom destiny by honoring Yeshua. You can find her show on the One New Man Network, on your favorite podcast app. All right. Now back to the show. Podcast at curtlandry.com. If you have questions, uh, you've got anything that you want to send us, you want to communicate with us, send your questions again over to podcast at curtlandry.com. Also, reminder, curtlandry.com forward slash goals 2024. Go ahead and get your free download. Uh, so you can follow along with us. Uh, we'll, we'll be jumping in and out of this guide throughout the year of 2024 um, and and trying to give you more practical steps to try to help you accomplish those goals that you have, um, you know, for your spiritual life, your physical life, just the overall uh, goal setting for this calendar year. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think as we turn towards the end of this podcast, I, I think it's uh, really important to keep uh, perspective on, you know, that we feel like we, I mean, it's a fact, we all sin, right? And like, we can all get stuck in that, um, you know, but being repentive quickly, I, I think uh, is, is maybe one of the big takeaways that I've taken from this episode with you. Um, it just being able to, when it happens, recognize it quickly, um, and have a game plan. And so like, what would your advice game plan other than what you've just shared a few, few seconds ago, what's, what's something even simpler, right? You know, like maybe is there a passage or something that like something happens, you sin, Hey, I recognize it very quickly, where can I go and jump to in my Bible to just meditate in and to pray and to try to break what the enemy has just put on me? Well, one of the things you might want to do is is fast and pray. Uh, usually generational curses and, and, and things that have uh, deep roots, generational cur- curses are iniquitous structures that you inherit through your DNA and your family, spiritual and physical DNA. So when you have those uh, fasting, you know, the scripture says some of those only come out with fair, uh, with um, prayer and fasting. The, the other thing that, that uh, I recommend, and, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with the anointing that's here at House of David, um, is, is water immersion or water baptism. So I'm, I'm going to read this scripture. I, I think this is probably, so for me, I, I don't miss an immersion service at House of David, okay? And uh, and one of the reasons I don't, I want let's listen to this scripture in 2 Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. It says, And in him uh, you were the circumcision with the circumcision made, with, made without hands by the putting off of the body of sin. So that's the key. What we're talking about is when we're battling sin, we want to put it off so it doesn't torment us. Say, putting off the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of, circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism and water immersion, in which you also were raised with him through the faith of the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in trespasses. That's the thing is the continual sin keeps killing the blessing. That's what you're asking me. Like, how do we maintain blessing? You know, you can get the blessing of the fish, but if you take it home, put it in the wrong tank, the fish is going to die. So it goes on to say that, uh, and you being dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh having been made alive together with him, having been forgiven. So that's the key, being forgiven of your trespasses. Verse 14, having wiped out the handwriting or the requirements that are against us, which is contrary to us, and he has taken out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having, here's the key, water baptism, having disarmed the principalities and the power. And he says, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in that. That's the reason we have an immersion pool at House of David is because it's not 
double baptism or ba you baptize once into salvation, but the power of water immersion, what it does is it buries iniquitous structure, structures. So to answer your question simply is I would have a lifestyle of fasting and I would have a lifestyle of immersion to keep you. I know that's me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in the immersion wall. I don't know how many times, but, but we've had literally tens of thousands of people here. But the reason that that's part of the lifestyle is there has to be a, a understanding that there's sometimes where you have to be transparent. The scripture says, confess your faults one to another. It's also important to confess your faults to God. Even though God sees them, I say, Lord, I've, I failed, I've sinned, and Lord, I bring my sin before you, and Lord, I ask you to bury it in this water. I ask you to cut it off in this fasting. I ask you to remove it from me in as I repent and trans and uh, uh, my, my repentance. I could one of the things there's there's two keys to revival. People always want revival. Pastors come to me and say revival. I, I want revival in my church. Okay, if you want revival in your church, align your church with the Word of God. Teach your people to repent and immerse them into the revival. That's the steps. So, so, but, but the key is most people in the West, particularly, take repentance as shame and guilt. Paul said there is no condemnation. Everybody sins. Everybody sins except Jesus. So what happens is we have to have a lifestyle of repentance. So fasting, water immersion, those are two things that highlight where uh, a person, me, what I do is I say, Lord, I'm fasting. I confess. I can't, I can't battle this evil on my own. I need your help. I'm fasting, trusting you. The other one, water immersion. I'm going to be a, uh, obedient to go into the water. I don't care what anybody else sees. It's a public immersion, but I need your help. I, I'm a sinner and I need to, I need to bury this stuff. You nailed it to the cross. I need you to disarm the principalities and powers in this public spectacle in this water so I can triumph over them. That's why I do it. That's, I'm giving you the formula in which I live by. Uh, do I sin again? Yes. But I can tell you one thing ab about me. I am a, a holy man in the sense that uh, I try to stay away from the things that trigger my sin. I, I just stay away from it. And, and so one of the things in the goals to grow by, you know, one of the questions is, uh, um, let me read it to you because it's so important. Um, what do, it says, what do I need to shift my mind away from so that I'm seeking his kingdom first? So I have a personal list. It's not written down here. I stay away from certain things that I know that, that trigger me into a sin. So I'm going to use an example like anger. Um, uh, I'll be personal about this one. I have tried... Listen, I, I was raised in a house with sports. I mean, my house, <laughs> TV tray, uh -huh. sports, why wireless sports, football, baseball. We're in Los Angeles, went to the Rams, Angels, Dodgers, all that. Okay. We are, my family are sports fanatics. That's how I was raised. But what happened is I, I, I got upset with it when in the NFL, when they started changing, this is just me. I don't care what people think. Listen, sports is an escape. It's, it's entertainment. 
okay? That's what it's for. And, and you need that in your life. So, but when they started doing the kneeling thing, you got to realize I'm a patriot. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm as Yankee doodle as they get. When they started doing the kneeling thing, I said, that's it for me. I'm not, I'm not. So why should I care if they kneel? But I had to quit watching the football because the kneeling was bringing a spirit of anger to which I got delivered from. And I didn't want to have to go back into it. So I just quit watching it. And I hated it because I, I used to like Sunday. All right, well, you know, fix some hot dogs. That was my thing, hot dogs and beans, some Fritos. And man, we're going to watch the game, okay? And and uh, we'd have friends come over. I quit doing it. I just said, listen, I can't do it because of that. So now we got past the kneeling. I start watching the NFL again. This is recent, this year. And I just started watching again. And for me personally, because I'm a person of justice, okay? Justice is a big thing. All this stuff with these referees, with these bad calls affecting the games, mm -hmm. that's it. I'm not watching anymore. What? <laughs> it makes me mad. It makes oh, me okay. mad. These okay. calls, listen, I used to, when Christy and I met, we worked at Harris Casino. I know how this stuff works. Okay. So, I mean, I come out of the casino. I was in a casino for three years. <laughs> I, I, I understand gambling and the stuff, I mean, at a deep level. So, I, I'm just saying that I had to quit watching it because once I saw the call, couple of these calls and I'm thinking what just let them play you know and and when when games were being determined key games because of bad calls I, I it made me mad again so I'm just giving you an example I'm not watching because of that so I don't watch NF uh, football anymore I'm done with it uh, but that's because of me some people wouldn't get mad over it but it really frustrates me so listen I'm want, what's my purpose of watching football entertainment relaxation when those things happen, it wasn't entertained. So I'm just using that. You can go through many, many different things. Um, I, I don't have patience with things with long lines. Okay. So what happens is when I travel, I have to have TSA, right? I just like I do the TSA so I can go through the line pretty quick. I, it's a planned thing. There's other stuff I do when I travel because I know that, that it frustrates me. So what happens is, what, I'm, what am I telling you? I'm telling you, make adjustments in your life to keep you away from the areas that trigger you to sin. Does that does that make sense, or am I like just a cranky old man? No, no. I, I now like the refs thing. I I, I get it because I, I I get the origin of this leads to that. You know, I I heard a person put it one way um, that like when you sin that. You can't ever really break it. I mean, it, good chances are that you'll probably do that sin again uh, if it's like a lower mid, you know, it's not like, you you know, you, you did something you couldn't take back. Um, but he, he put it this way that you have to be able to find something to replace the sin. Absolutely. Right. And so I guess my question is, so if it's not, NFL football on Sunday for you because it just it just gets you upset. What did you replace with that time? Because you know you did enjoy getting hot dogs and doing that stuff with the family. What did you replace in order to like get past that? Uh, good movies. So like Sunday are just good movie days. Yeah, most of the time in the winter, not in the summer. In the, in the summer, obviously, it, this doesn't. In the summer, we're in the pool. Or, you know. But no, it just, yeah, I replaced it with movies. 
Yeah. Is that a pretty good practice to like think of it like, you know, a smoker would chew gum instead to like find something that's going to pivot, replace. Absolutely. Okay. And the guy that doesn't like to stand in line gets the TSA or buys the different ways to enter in. There's ways you could upgrade the way you travel. And so I just do that. And it's because, listen, I've um, like when we flew to Israel this last time, I literally got off the plane, had my first meeting uh, with the uh, the CEO of the foreign ministry, uh, I was off the plane five minutes and I'm meeting. That's my first meeting. So I can't be like going into the meeting all, you know, haggard and, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, you know I get it. It's it was, an important it, it, meeting. I mean, I've had 15 minutes with one of the most important people in Israel. He's third in command of all of Israel and I'm meeting with him. And it's like, I can, I need to be at the top of my game. And he's the one we partnered with, with the Kenya outreach mm-hmm. and all that. And he listen, he's a super nice guy and he loves Christy and I, and I love him and I don't want him getting the leftovers. So what I did is I made arrangements so that when I got off the plane that I didn't have to go through uh, the customs and the line and the stuff. We just went in, I went into a VIP lounge, let somebody else take my passport, get my bags so that I could meet with this guy. But, but so what, what happened in that is literally the relationship between Kenya, this minister, us, Kurt Landry Ministries, fulfilling what Netanyahu asked me to do, all that got done. And it wouldn't have got done if I would have just gone the other way. Do you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so it's like, you just have to, um, I don't know. There's always what the way you say, I like that a replacement. So my replacement was, is I had a VIP pickup met with him at actually the meeting actually went a half an hour. But if the point is that was the only time I could meet with him. That was that. And, and what got done is the ambassador in Kenya that we work with actually represents five countries in Africa battling anti-Semitism. So, I mean, how important is like this, this is like serious stuff, but I can tell you if I wouldn't have learned how to maintain because I know my weakness. The other thing is I just came off, what, an 18-hour flight? You know? So I, long. Had, I had to go into the bathroom <laughs> and I had to shave, change shirts, you know, wet my hair, do the whole thing. I have to be fresh for this guy. It's like I just, and that's what we did. She, Chris did the same thing. Listen, we're used to this. We, we've done this uh, when we hit, we hit the ground running. But the point is, is, is that I can't do it with anger and be standing in a giant line you see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I know yeah. that uh, I'm just using that as an example that I'm not patient in those lines. So I'd stay away from them. <laughs> oh, well, Rabbi, this episode's been good. Um, hopefully people have been able to get some different perspective, um, you know, from the topic of how to manifest blessings, but also deal with sin. I, I wasn't really uh, intentionally pushing the conversation that way, but I, I, I really feel like there's going to be a lot of value that people uh, listen to that um, because it's so practical. It's so relational um, and everyone deals with it. I, I think it's just part of understanding, um, you know, the different types of blessings and what everybody goes through in order to, to, to be in that favor. So we did a podcast the other day and I talked about like golden seeds, like there's a hundred golden seeds. So, and I use the anger. It doesn't make any difference, whatever it is. All, listen, everybody sins. What I do in my mind is I, I, I kind of like visualize the hundred seeds knowing that if I'm going to lust, anger or whatever, take an offense, not repent, 
uh, go into unforgiveness that basically if I, I just kind of visualize this way, Satan's hand comes and goes, all right, I'm taking 25 seeds from Kurt. Oh, there he goes again. There's 50. Listen, I need a hundred and more seeds to do. So what happens is I make a choice and I literally say in my own head, you know what? I can't afford this. And, 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 you know, like one of the things like we always joke about, it, it's not so much a big deal anymore. I've gotten over it, but I used to get really angry at the airport, like when they would when they start messing around with you. You know, they cancel the flight, they do this, they do what, whatever. You know, like like they close the door, the plane's still there. You know, you're flying business class, and they won't let you get on the plane. And you're going, wait a minute, yeah, well, the, no, we've shut the door, and 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 they're still there. They can open the door. You go in, turn left, and oh no, all that crate. No, you're going to have to wait till you know whatever. And um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, my spirit, which I call the spirit of murder, because literally, listen, I was raised in Los Angeles in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, and um, I came from a angry, violent community. Okay. And so I had to be delivered from all that. But I really don't like people disrespecting, dishonoring like over like the power because the person's at the counter and it's like, I am going to exercise my power over you. And I have no compassion to try of what's going to happen on the other side that when you miss this flight. Okay. So the way I dealt with this was I don't travel alone. I always travel with Christy. Christy is the most merciful, long suffering, <laughs> peaceful. Listen, very nice. I, I go and sit down <laughs> over there Lord, I repent because I want to kill them. I repent. I, re <laughs> I close my eyes. Lord, I sit over there. Lord, I'm praying for her. She can do it. Lord, please uh, forgive me. I lo don't let my sin of wanting to kill the entire Delta Airlines, you know, right now. I mean, I'm just like, uh, Lord, I know me. I know how I am. I know where I come from. So I repent. But what I do is I let her intercede. She goes up. And almost every time they get that with her, it's like, oh, yes, Mrs. Landry. Oh, come on. And then she's over here like going, come on, baby. And I go, all right, here we go. But if it was me, it was like, it's not going to happen. And so not so much anymore. Actually, she'll tell you, she says, yeah, I actually do good right now. I'm kind of past it. I guess I got old enough. I'm, it doesn't bother me as much. But my point is you have to make plans to say, I can't afford to get angry, particularly now for me at an airport. When I'm in an airport, I'm a public enough figure that that people see me and I can't be acting stupid. So so Christy goes up. That's our plan. She takes care of it. And um, so that I don't commit the sin of anger, so to say, and all the hundred seeds of blessing, Satan doesn't come and say, oh, Kurt blew it again at the counter. Here's 50 <laughs> seeds gone for you. Like Christy go up and then the Lord says, oh, she's so good at it. Let's add 150 seeds. But that's pretty much like my advice with find out like what Christy and I do. I know my strengths. She knows her strengths, my weaknesses. We're very real. And, and, and like she says, we make one good Christian together. You know, my weaknesses, I do what she, and, and literally, uh, uh, we're at a, a space right now. We, we can't travel separate. We can't, we, we have to be together. Well, first of all, we have to, we want to be together. We're a team. But the thing is, is that we know, she knows that I take care of like 
There's details I handle that don't bother me, like with parking the car, getting the thing over at fine parking. I mean, we travel enough. Everybody knows us in the airport. So everything we do, everything, we get everything. And they're so happy and they're very kind to us. I'm not talking about Tulsa Airport. But when you're okay, but when you're outside of that, like let's say you're, uh, in, you know, in uh, I won't mention names, but anyway, there's other countries that aren't so great when you come up. But that's why I just as soon as as soon as I start seeing it going sideways, I literally just step back two or three steps, turn my face, don't make eye contact, and then she goes, "Well, sweetheart, this is what we need to do," and they do it. It's like she's like. It's like she's an angel. She goes up. And then I sit back and I say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I had the thought, but I didn't engage it with my mouth. I don't know if that helps anybody. No, I, I, I think that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like everybody needs to 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 figure that out. And it, it's great if you have someone, um, if you're married, uh, that you can lean on someone like that. And if you're not, that's it's. That's also very different, but you can take a lot of the things that we've talked about in this episode to try to help create those barriers and those pivot moments um, and, and have a game plan and have a strategy on, on how to handle this type of thing and how to manifest blessings. Um, and don't lose them. And don't lose them. That's the key is you don't want to lose your blessing. And if you can mentally take anything from this podcast is imagine the Lord giving you something and then you sin and it's taken away. So like when you choose, like you, you're going to go in to do something to think, you know what? I, I, I've worked so hard to get this blessing. I'm not going to let the enemy steal it. If you can get that mental thing is like what I say in my head, I say, I can't afford this. And I, 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 I listen, I tell you, I, I have fun with myself. I say, you know what? You're so good at getting angry. You're good at, you perfected it. Listen, you're like third generation angry. My dad got angry good. My God, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, my biological, because I got reconnected. It's like, listen, we are good at it. We are good at being frustrated, angry, and saying stupid stuff to people when we're angry. We're good. I would, and it actually feels good for about five seconds when you're actually doing it. You're just like, man, I get to let, I get to let the steam out of the teapot, you know. But all it does, if you, I'll close with this, if you think of a teapot, what is it does when it boils? It whistles. And as soon as that whistle goes off, the enemy hears the whistle like a dog and he comes and steals your blessing. So guess what? Repent. Go to your stove, turn off the heat, and let the teapot settle. Don't let it whistle, because once it whistles, the enemy's coming with all he's got to steal your blessings. It's so good. Well, we hope this episode has helped you. Uh, if, if it has, and we would love for you to do it, go leave us a review. Uh, rank, rank us by stars. Hopefully it's five stars. Uh, and leave a comment on the show. It's, it's just going to help it uh, get pushed through algorithms and give us credibility in just the open market. But, you know, we really hope that you enjoyed it and that it will help you. Again, if you have any questions, uh, concerns, topics ideas you want to send to us just send it over to podcast at kurtlandry.com that's going to wrap it up for this episode rabbi until next time yep thank you shalom